The playoff is expanding to 12 teams. Auburn is still holding on to Cadillac, but did they make a mistake hiring Hugh Freeze? We check in on our small market basketball and football teams. And is Alabama going to be okay after all the news about players going to the transfer portal? Friday is here, and so is our new episode of Jake's Take. Let's go! Let's go! Don't wait! This night's almost over! Honest! Let's make this night last forever! What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Solman, at Jake's Take Podcast, at JakeSilp14. Joining you later is Christy. You can find her on TikTok and Instagram at Christy Marie underscore double zero. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network, your home for different sports and different varieties in different forms. Obviously, it is a great time of year because it is December. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for celebrating Thanksgiving. I swear people sometimes start to put up their trees in like October. I don't know why. But anyway, it's good. I'm excited. It's good to be back. I cannot wait. Now, the first thing I want to focus on is the playoff expansion. 12 teams. That's right. It went into effect on Wednesday that the Rose Bowl signed off on it that 12 teams will be in the playoffs starting in 2024. And this is either good or bad. We've talked about this before. I don't really know what to think. And obviously, I don't think most people know what to think because it's kind of all over the place in all sense. Now, we talked about the expansion back in September. Now, with this coming a lot sooner rather than later, it doesn't give us a lot of time to focus. Obviously, with the college ball playoff, it's much better than the BCS because, you know, we're letting a committee decide and not a computer. But this time, you know, you're jumping from 4 to 12. I know we talked about it before how we should go from 4 to 8 or maybe 4 to 10, but... With 12, if you're looking at the top teams right now, that's very concerning. I mean, you look at the top 10, and it's very, you know, up in the air right now where it's going to be because, you know, we know where Georgia's going to be. We know where Michigan is, and then we know where TCU is. If the playoff was 12 teams right now, it would be Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, USC 4, Ohio State 5, Alabama 6, Tennessee 7, Penn State 8, Washington 9, Clemson 10, LSU 11, and Utah 12. All those teams will be in the playoff. Yeah. And this is after a very crazy and insane... Oh, wow. We haven't said crazy in a while. Uh, I guess we're going to have it. It would have been after a very intense season... And you have to remember, only three teams are undefeated. So right now, you have so many teams in the top 10 who are 10-2 and two based on their resume. And then you also have two teams at 11-12 and 12 who are 9-3. and three. You don't have a team who's 9-3 and three in the top 10, which we understand. Now, if this were to happen in the playoff, who would play who? Would one play 12? Would seven play, I don't know, three? We don't know what would happen, but I do want to let you know that with this, I'm excited. You know, back then I was a little concerned, I was a little unsure, but right now, I mean, this could actually work. Now, obviously, player safety is still a very big concern, and playing double duty is a big problem, too. Do we know what's going to happen? No, but we also know that coaches who want to coach will be there. You know, Luke Fickle just got a new job 
at Wisconsin. So Cincinnati's wide open. Cincinnati, please take Bill O'Brien. Unrelated, but still, with this, it could be possible that many of these teams have that opportunity. Now, you're going to have to break it down with the Will it be a Power 5 school? What teams are going to be there? And then, of course, will the SEC dominate in it? If the playoff were to start today, you would have four SEC teams in the top 12. And then, really with this, you'd have a lot of other teams from the South in there too. I mean, Tulane is 18. Shout out to New Orleans, one of their finest. And they also play UCF this weekend. But still, with this, there's a lot of concerns in regards to the playoff. Is it going to be good or bad? How many teams with multiple losses can make it? Are people mad because this seems to benefit certain conferences? I know that people are going to say, well, this benefits the SEC. Okay, well, this also benefits the Big Ten because they don't play anyone. What about the Big 12? What about the Pac-12? Also benefits Clemson for some reason because Clemson's Clemson. The point being is that with these teams, we are going to have some repeat offenders. And I know that on paper it doesn't look exciting, but still, you know, this is going to be the first year in a while where you're not going to have potentially Alabama in the playoff. And people are like, oh, I'm so excited. No, they're not. This is going to be lame. It's going to be different. I don't know what you think. Now, next up, we're going to do a deep dive on Hugh Freeze. Now, obviously, Christy and I talked about Hugh Freeze a little bit on Tuesday, and we know that the hire is here and that we know it's a little bit different, but I just want to say I don't like the hire. And I know I said that before, and I know that people are going to say, well, it's because you went to Alabama, it's because you graduated from Alabama, and that's not the case. With Auburn, they have found a way to mess up their coaching hires the past three times, and I don't think they're learning. And with Hugh Freeze comes so much baggage, you know, he had the escort service. He was also trying to make it seem like Houston nut made everything bad. And also, he is known for, I don't know, recruiting with a lot of money. So really with this, I don't like the hire. Now, maybe he'll prove me wrong, but I feel like this hire, they brought in Hugh Freeze because they know that he can beat Alabama. Now, I know that John Cohen has a lot to go through with this, but still, I mean... You had the opportunity to bring in so many other people. Or what do you know? You had Cadillac there. Now, I know he's still on the staff. I know he's going to be the associate head coach. But still, there's so many questions in regards to bringing in Hugh Freeze to the point where so many Auburn fans were not happy with this. Isn't that a big deal to know that Hugh Freeze isn't getting excited or not bringing happiness to your Auburn fans? I still think that's very rich. And just not acceptable and exciting. And it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's time for Christy's Corner. Get excited because Christy's about to come in with some news, some hot takes, and some interesting feedback in regards to the Hugh Freeze hire and what the heck is going on with the transfer portal. As always, the floor is yours, Christy. Welcome back to Christy's Corner. We're going to talk about a mix of things between NFL transfer portal, some more about Hugh Freeze, and then some about the SEC championship game. So on our last episode, we didn't get into too much about wins and losses in the NFC South, so I'm going to quickly run through that from the last week's round of games. The Bucks lost to the Browns, Atlanta lost to the Commanders, 
Um, the Saints lost to the 49ers, the Titans lost to the Bengals, and the Panthers won. <laughs> they beat the Broncos. So I know we did talk about how we thought Atlanta would be coming out on top, maybe, and um, the NFC South. But things could change. So I saw this article from ESPN calling the NFC South kind of like a hot potato. It keeps going back and forth between teams of who's going to be the leader of that division. Right now, the Bucks are leading that division, even with that loss. And the Panthers and the Saints are tied. The Panthers own that tiebreaker. But we have a big game coming up in this division. So the Saints and the Bucks are going to play on Monday night. If the Saints can beat the Bucks, that's going to shake the whole thing up. And I think it's going to put the Saints on top of that division, which who would have thought? I mean, we had Atlanta and Panthers. May, not even so much Panthers. Atlanta, definitely, we had it the top. The Bucks are back and forth. I don't even know about them, but it could be interesting. So keep an eye on those NFC South games this coming weekend. We also have Jalen and Tua. Now I know they're not NFC South teams, but they both won. And I just have to shout them out because obviously former Alabama players and they're doing awesome. I'm very proud of them. We've still got a mess going on in Auburn. We saw the hiring of Hugh Freeze, not Cadillac Williams. Still don't agree with it. You still can't change my mind. He went in already, and he has gotten rid of a lot of people. He got rid of the wide receiver coach, the offensive line coach, the quarterback coach. I don't know too much about any of those coaches, and I'm not sure if they were kept if they get rid of them, it's going to make a huge impact. So Hugh Freeze comes with a lot of baggage. He has a history of just inappropriate behavior. He had the whole escort services scandal, which, by the way, he was calling those numbers on a school-issued phone. My problem with that is even more so that he blamed it on previous people that were in his position or just in coaching positions at that school at first and he even blamed it on other sports at that school I don't think that's a good culture to set I'm not sure why an athletic director would look at that and want to hire somebody that is gonna put the blame of such a gross act on somebody else in the same school And he still has things happening that are really questionable. So there was a lawsuit against Liberty before Hugh Freeze got there, basically saying they didn't take action against some allegations. Now, one of the students who was part of this lawsuit was pretty open on Twitter about the whole thing and just her opinion. And Hugh Freeze was known to DM this person, tweet her, retweet her, while an active lawsuit was taking place. That's a huge risk and liability. 
I'm not sure why Liberty put up with it for so long, and I'm not sure why Auburn would take that risk. They have to reinvent their culture. After Gus Malzone left, and they had a decent culture with him. They had a great fan base. They still do. The fans are still there. But the fans are tired. They're tired of the chaos. They're tired of the lack of hunger from their coaches. And I don't think Hugh Freeze is going to bring that hunger and that drive and that excitement to Auburn. Cadillac did it. Cadillac did it in two games. And I know he's still there. But him as head coach would have been a whole different ball game to play. So I am still giving the Hugh Freeze hire an F. We have the SEC championship coming up, and unfortunately, Alabama's not in it, but it's Georgia versus LSU. For me, this is the most uninteresting, unexciting SEC championship that I'm I'm going to watch it, but still, very unexciting for me. I also saw where it's historically the lowest ticket prices for an SEC championship game, and it's the lowest in the last 10 years. And you guys know what's happening with inflation right now. That I feel like that says something. You know, I'm not really sure that it's going to matter if Georgia or LSU wins. At least it's not going to matter for Alabama. I know. Yes, I'm biased. But I think Georgia's going to be in the playoffs even with that loss if they were to lose. Because they would be a one-loss team. So they're still going to be in. LSU... I think is number 11 right now. I may be wrong on that. But so if they lose, nothing really changes for them. They weren't going to get in the playoffs anyway. If they win, maybe they get in the playoffs. But are they going to jump that high? I'm not sure. It's going to depend on some of the other games as well. But I'm just not excited for it. Maybe that's just me. Let me know what you guys think. We did see some shakeups in the transfer portal happening, and specifically with Alabama. We saw Kyrie Jackson enter the transfer portal. Now, he said he pulled that back, but that was just because of some technical things with graduate transfer portal and undergraduate. So he is going back in on Monday. But that one I'm not too surprised about, not too emotional about. He was suspended kind of a liability, kind of like Billingsley, if you remember, who went to Texas, which now he's not even with them anymore. So I'm not super sad about that loss. Now, one that was surprising was Treshawn Holden. I'm pretty emotional about that one. And why? Why is he entering the transfer portal? He was tied for second most touchdowns this season. So the only thing that comes to mind is we're pretty heavy in the wide receiver category. I'm not saying that they had their best season ever. There's just a lot of talent to be built there. So we saw a lot of Jermaine Burton and Ja'Cory Brooks this season, and especially these past couple games. So I'm wondering maybe Treshawn saw them and thought they were going to take those top spots. I'm not really sure. I'd like to know what that conversation between Holden and Nick Saban was. Um, some more that I think we're going to see. We saw Christian Leary said he was going to leave and transfer. Not surprised about that one. Another one, people might not agree, but I think we could see 
maybe Jojo Earl. We heard his name a few times in a couple of the games this past season, but I don't know that he played like everyone thought he would play. And I don't know that he's going to take any top spot on the offense. I think we saw a lot of inconsistencies from him. We saw a lot of penalties. I don't know if he's the disciplined player that Alabama needs. So don't be surprised if you see his name come up in the transfer portal anytime soon. So back to the NFL, we've got some, I think, some decent games coming up this weekend. So I mentioned that big one, Saints versus Bucks. That's going to be a huge one that, like I said, could shake things up or could solidify spots and places in the NFC South. We've got the Steelers versus the Falcons. The Falcons have a better record. It's in Atlanta. So I am going to pick the Falcons, but Steelers can sometimes surprise us and can be strong. They've got some Bama boys on there. They've got Minka. They've got Najee Harris, who's a beast right now. So don't be surprised if it's a close game or maybe Steelers are leading most of the game and the Falcons come back. I'm still going to pick the Falcons there. Titans versus Eagles. I'm going to have, oh, this one's hard for me. I'm going to say Eagles. In my mind, this is like the Derrick Henry versus Jalen Hurts game. So it's really hard for me to pick. But I don't think Derrick Henry can carry the whole team against Jalen. So I'm going to give that one to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. So some exciting things. Some things that could be shaken up. um, Some college games to watch out for. Obviously, SEC Championship. Don't think it's going to change too much. Um, Some losses I'm hoping for are TCU, and I don't think Michigan's going to lose against Purdue, but hey, fingers crossed. So TCU and USC are on my top please lose list. I'm trying to say that the nicest way I can, but we will see, and we'll recap everything that keeps happening this weekend and beyond next Tuesday. Bye! As always, thank you so much for that wonderful insight, Christy. I'm very grateful for all you've been able to help us with with this show. But I'm with you on that. I mean, I still think that the the Auburn hiring of Hugh Freeze definitely has to be an F. I mean, I just look at it and I don't know if they're ready. And I think that they just need to create their own culture. But I know that is very hard in the SEC, especially when you've got Kirby Smart and you've got... Nick Saban on both sides of it. But yeah, you know, I think it's time that we kind of look at these games coming up and then focus a little bit more on our small market teams as well. So obviously, last week was not a good week for our small market teams because all of them but Carolina lost. Now, Chrissy did bring up a good point that with the Carolina Panthers, they're one of those teams that are very all over the place. We never really know what's going to happen with them. But right now, they actually look pretty good. And Sam Darnold actually has won a game, which is very surprising to me. So I think with this, you know, we've got to have our mindset on what our teams in the South can do. We've got Tennessee going up against the Eagles. That's going to be a very important game. This is the best team in the NFC and one of the best teams in the AFC. So it really comes down to who we have playing in this game and really who could win because it could be anyone's game. 
You know, it's been a while since we've talked about our small market teams, and obviously we're going to get back to them. But I think it's time that we focus on the game coming up. And obviously I'm thinking about the U.S. Men's World Cup. I'm just kidding. Well, yes, we're going to talk about them. And I'm very excited for this game. You know, soccer was one of my first gloves. I was very excited for the U.S. to qualify. And they're making it to the round of 16, which is huge. Now, once again, they have some players from the South there and Walker Zimmerman. But Walker Zimmerman actually did not play in the more recent game. Well, he did, but he didn't start, which is very surprising. Shaq Moore is still there. But really right now, I want you to keep an eye on the goalie, Turner. He's definitely had an extremely great game and World Cup series so far. So keep an eye on him. Also keep an eye on Tyler Adams, the captain, only 23 years old and is still probably one of the most mature, well-sought-out members of the Team USA. We're hoping that Christian Pulisic is feeling better. You know, he took a selfie in the hospital and said he's going to be fine. Who we really don't know. But this is super exciting to be a part of this team and this game, especially with it being in November. Now, in addition, we also have the SEC Championship game in Atlanta between Georgia and LSU. And the last time Georgia and LSU played in the SEC Championship, Joe Burrow crushed their dreams. Now, Joe Burrow is not walking through that door. Neither is Justin Jefferson. And Jaden Daniels looked mediocre in the last game against Texas A&M. I don't know what version of Jaden Daniels we're going to get. But right now, this Georgia team could actually have a very easy path to the college football playoff. Now, there is a likelihood that Georgia loses. Now, when I say likelihood, I mean like maybe... 10% chance that it happens. But I started crazy with things before. With this, I could see it being a pretty close game at first and then Georgia pulling away, which is kind of what I expect with this. I don't really expect it to be a very busy game, but I mean, you know, Kirby will find a way to entertain us. But Kirby, please do not try and pull out any fake punts or anything. The last time that happened, it became a meme of 4th and eleven. That was kind of funny, but that's another story. Now with this, like I said, this is going to secure the number one or number two spot for Georgia. And then we have to see what happens in the Michigan game, what happens with the TCU game or the USC-Utah game. So there are a lot of games going on this weekend. And if two of those teams lose, then Alabama actually might make the playoff. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. No one really knows, but anything is possible, as said by Kevin Garnett. Now, speaking of the SEC, it is important for us to focus on the transfer portal. Alabama has had three players who have said that they are going to go into the transfer portal, one of them being Treshawn Holden, another one being Christian Leary, and then, of course, Kyrie Jackson. But you also had players like Tanner Bowles going, Damian George. You had a lot of reserves, but Treshawn was the biggest surprise. Now, it's still very early. He could take his name out, but this is a very crowded receiver room, and you saw the concentration and the growth of Jermaine Burton and Ja'Cory Brooks. Those two are going to be kind of viewed as that next John Mechie, Jamison Williams tandem, or Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle tandem. So I could see why Trayshawn wanted to potentially transfer, but it's still early. We don't know if he wants to leave or not. I don't expect that there's going to be 
a very big surprise with transfer portals. I mean, people are going to put their name in. They're going to take them out. Remember, Jalen Moody did the same thing last year. People are going to entertain the idea of going into the draft or not. I mean, I even saw on Twitter a few minutes ago that people thought Malachi Moore was going to go to the NFL or transfer. And Jason McClellan's mom said, no, he's just looking for someone to take over his lease. He's looking for a new place or something. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't know why everyone's just kind of spreading these rumors. I mean, everything is very false. But I think with this, you know, expect to see that there's going to be some changes for sure. But right now, I could see that there are going to be some more players who are going to put their names in the transfer portal. Remember, NIL has become a very big deal for these players. And most importantly, they're going to follow what they think is the best opportunity for them. And it might not be at Alabama, or it might be. And finally, 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 after some time, we are back to our origin of talking about the small market. I have missed talking about the small market with the NFL. I feel like we haven't talked about them in a while, and they're the big reason why we exist. So obviously, this has been a very interesting week for our teams because, you know, right now, New Orleans is a basketball city, not so much a football city. The Saints got destroyed against the 49ers. They didn't even score a point. Alan Kamara fumbled the ball. This team looks awful. I don't know if Dennis Allen is entirely the problem, but everyone just looked so uncharacteristic. There were so many penalties. It just seemed off. I don't know what is going on with this team. And they don't have a first-round pick. So basically right now, you know, the best way to put it, they're screwed. Now, I don't know if we sold our, I don't want to say souls, but if we soared our ability to be a good football team so the Pelicans could be good. But if that did happen, then I'm okay with that because the Pelicans have waited so long to be good. And it's totally worth it. Now, speaking of teams where they have it reversed, the Charlotte Hornets, not good. Carolina Panthers, somewhat good. Not really sure why. And then we've got Atlanta. Now, right now, Atlanta is a very interesting city because the Falcons were, for the longest time, actually leading the NFC South. Now, it's kind of up in the air. But when you look at them in regards to basketball, they're still pretty good when it comes to basketball. Now, they play the Nuggets, and they actually might be able to make this a close game. Right now, the Atlanta Hawks are 12-10. and 10. They're currently the sixth seed. They're leading their division. They're in the same division as Charlotte, Orlando, Miami, Washington. And right now, you know, the players who are leading the team, it's very expected. I mean, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray have the most points. And then you've got DeAndre Hunter, John Collins. And then you've got Quinn Capella with the most rebounds. But I want to focus on A.J. Griffin. A.J. Griffin has done pretty good for a rookie, you know, averaging eight points, two rebounds, 47% from the field. That's pretty good for your first round pick, who once again, they got at number 15. I don't know how that happened. I know that I say that a lot, but I feel like they basically got a good steal in the draft. Trey Young's a sister up. DeJounte Murray is still doing great with steals. Kung Capel is still doing good with blocks. Now, I know that the record doesn't show. But this is also a team that had to go up against the Cavs. And, you know, the Heat, they always have good games against the Heat. But 
you know, it happens. You know, you're going to have some games that are questionable and things happen. So it's okay. Keep an eye on the Atlanta Hawks. They might be able to get it together. And who knows? They can be a very solid team as we approach the month of December. Well, we're in December. But as we continue through the month of December and as we approach Christmas and January, this is really a time where people are going to start paying more and more attention to basketball. Now, with Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, the Titans are doing good. They had that questionable loss against the Bengals. But I think with the Bengals, you know, they are a pretty good team. The Titans still need to figure some things out. Obviously, they're going to run the ball a lot with Derrick Henry, but they don't really have a lot of wide receivers. So I think that's something they're still trying to get accustomed to. And I know that takes time. And with the Memphis Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies still look great. I mean, they are still dominant. They still look fantastic. I mean, I'm scared as a Pelicans fan because with the Grizzlies, I mean, it's the Grizzlies. You know, they are coming off of a dynamic year last year, and they're trying to build off of that. And I think they'll be able to, which is, once again, very terrifying to see. But even just looking at most of their more recent games, they beat the Grizzlies by four. They destroyed the Pelicans by 21. But then they also had losses to the Kings. The Kings are good. They had losses to the Nets. They barely beat... The Thunder, and then they lost to the Wizards, and then they lost to the Timberwolves. So right now, you know, they're still trying to get their feelings out, and they're still trying to grow as a team. John Morant is leading the way with 28 points. Desmond Bain's doing great. Jaron Jackson's back, and he's done very well, too. Brooks is doing great. Tyus Jones, still a great second option. Steven Adams is still a great rebounder. So I don't think there's any concern there. But right now, like I said, it's still early. But I do want to say that this rivalry between the Pelicans and the Memphis Grizzlies is good. And you've got to tune into this because if you haven't, it is amazing. You know, these teams are going to come together so many times throughout the year. They're in the same division. And right now, you're just going to get good basketball. You know, you're going to get trash talk. You're going to get people who are excited. I am so excited for it. I think it's going to be amazing to see. And I cannot wait to keep seeing more and more of this Pelicans team go up against the Grizzlies team. I mean, I think with the Pelicans, the best way for them to keep earning respect is to beat these good teams. And they've done that. Now, speaking of the Pelicans, and I'm such a huge fan of what they've been able to do Right now, the Pelicans are the three seed. I know. When was the last time that happened? I could not tell you. But right now, they're having fun. They look terrific. Zion is averaging 23 points a game. Brandon Ingram's averaging 20. CJ McCollum, who is in a slump, is averaging 18. And Herb Jones, that's right, the Herb Jones is averaging 0.8 blocks. That is really amazing. But here's the thing about this Pelicans team right now. They are having some struggles being healthy. So we want to make sure that this Pelicans team continues to be healthy, continues to be dominant, because as it matters, health is everything in the NBA. They have depth, and that's terrific. But right now, they need to get some more focus on not only getting healthy, but growing and playing together. You had a lot of players who were not playing yesterday. Getting Larry Nance Jr. back is huge, but you still have some players you, need, you miss. When does B.I. come back? When does C.J. McCollum come back? 
Zion can't do everything, but Zion has done very well in the past few weeks, and hopefully we know that he'll continue to do better. But that is going to do on this Friday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, basically on all forms of podcast media. Drop a like, drop a follow, share this with your friends. We greatly appreciate this. Let us know what you think of the episode. We really want to continue to improve and grow. And my friend and supporter of the show, Donami, just dropped a new episode of her show. Be sure to check it out. Don on the Rocks on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I believe it's on Anchor. If not, just check it out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. She's a great friend. She loves the podcast and I love her podcast. So it's definitely a wonderful thing to support her with. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, at Jake's Take Podcast, or my personal Instagram, Jake's Still 14. You can find Christy on Instagram and TikTok at Christy Marie underscore double zero. You can also find Variety Sports Network, who is our sponsor at Variety underscore sport underscore. Be sure to check out Christy's link tree for our merch store so you can have some excitement and some new merch ideas coming up obviously as the season winds down we're still going to talk about football but we're going to focus more on the transfer portal some upcoming games and of course basketball this is a great time for basketball i am so excited for it and y'all should be too because right now the south is looking great when it comes to basketball but as always as always thank you so much for all the love and support we greatly appreciate it continue to be great be the best version of you you can be Bring smiles to the world. Be a light in this world. You know, the world is a very scary place, and we've heard a lot of concerning stuff recently. Continue to remember that the holidays is an important time for all of us. And as always, as always, as always, we will see and hear from y'all later. Take care.